Good morning, everyone. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. That's just north of uh, Milwaukee, south of Sheboygan, kind of equidistant between the two. Glad to have you here today for our Congregation at Prayer. It is August 7th, 2020. And we continue our catechesis through the gospel according to St. Matthew. Today we're in chapter 20, the parable of the workers in the vineyard. Let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We say our memory verse for this week. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. That's Matthew 7, verses 15 through 16. Our psalm for this week is Psalm 89. I will sing of the steadfast love of the Lord forever. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I said, steadfast love will be built up forever. In the heavens you will establish your faithfulness. You have said, I have made a covenant with my chosen one. I have sworn to David my servant. I will establish your offspring forever and build your throne for all generations. Let the heavens praise your wonders, O Lord, your faithfulness in the assembly of the holy ones. For who in the skies can be compared to the Lord? Who among the heavenly beings is like the Lord, a God greatly to be feared in the counsel of the holy ones, and awesome above all who are around him? O Lord, God of hosts, who is mighty as you are, O Lord, with your faithfulness all around you? You rule the raging of the sea. When its waves rise, you still them. You crushed Rahab like a carcass. You scattered your enemies with your mighty arm. The heavens are yours, the earth also is yours. The world and all that is in it, you have founded them. The north and the south, you have created them. Tabor and Hermon joyously praise your name. You have a mighty arm, strong is your hand, high your right hand. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Steadfast love and faithfulness go before you. Blessed are the people who know the festal shout, who walk, O Lord, in the light of your face, who exult in your name all the day, and in your righteousness are exalted. For you are the glory of their strength. By your favor our horn is exalted. For our shield belongs to the Lord, our King to the Holy One of Israel. Of old you spoke in a vision to your godly one and said, I have granted help to one who is mighty. I have exalted one chosen from the people. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil I have anointed him, so that my hand shall be established with him, 
my arm also shall strengthen him. The enemy shall not outwit him, the wicked shall not humble him. I will crush his foes before him, and strike down those who hate him. My faithfulness and my steadfast love shall be with him, and in my name shall his horn be exalted. I will set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. He shall cry to me, You are my Father, my God, and the rock of my salvation. And I will make him the firstborn, the highest of the kings of the earth. My steadfast love I will keep for him forever, and my covenant will stand firm for him. I will establish his offspring forever and his throne as the days of the heavens. If his children forsake my law and do not walk according to my just decrees, if they violate my statutes and do not keep my commandments, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. But I will not remove from him my steadfast love or be false to my faithfulness. I will not violate my covenant or alter the word that went forth from my lips. Once for all I have sworn by my holiness I will not lie to David. His offspring shall endure forever, his throne as long as the sun before me. Like the moon it shall be established forever, and a faithful witness in the skies. But now you have cast off and rejected. You are full of wrath against your anointed. You have renounced the covenant with your servant. You have defiled his crown in the dust. You have breached all his walls. You have laid his strongholds in ruins. All who pass by plunder him. He has become the scorn of his neighbors. You have exalted the right hand of his foes. You have made all his enemies rejoice. You have also turned back the edge of the sword, of his sword, and you have not made him stand in battle. You have made his splendors to cease and cast his throne to the ground. You have cut short the days of his youth. You have covered him with shame. How long, O Lord? Will you hide yourself forever? How long will your wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. For what vanity you have created all the children of man. What man can live and ever see death? Who can deliver his soul from the power of Sheol? Lord, where is your steadfast love of old, which by your faithfulness you swore to David? Remember, O Lord, how your servants are mocked, and how I bear in my heart the insults of all the many nations, with which your enemies mock, O Lord, with which they mock the footsteps of your anointed. Blessed be the Lord forever. Amen and amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Isaiah chapter 50. Thus says the Lord, Where is the certificate of your mother's divorce whom I have put away? Or which of my creditors is it to whom I have sold you for your iniquities? You have sold yourselves, and for your transgressions your mother has been put away. Why, when I came, was there no man? Why, when I called, was there none to answer? Is my hand shortened at all that it cannot redeem? Or have I no power to deliver? Indeed, with my rebuke, I dry up the sea. 
I make the rivers a wilderness. Their fish stink because there is no water, and die of thirst. I clothe the heavens with blackness, I make sackcloth their covering. The Lord has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak, a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning, he awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, and my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. For the Lord God will help me, therefore I will not be disgraced. Therefore I have set my face like flint, like a flint, and I know that I will not be ashamed. He is near who justifies me. Who will contend with me? Let us stand together. Who is my adversary? Let him come near me. Surely the Lord God will help me. Who is he who will condemn me? Indeed, they will all grow old like a garment. The moth will eat them up. Who among you fears the Lord? Who obeys the voice of his servant? Who walks in darkness and has no light? Let him trust in the name of the Lord and rely upon his God. Look, all you who kindle a fire, who encircle yourselves with sparks, walk in the light of your fire and in the sparks you have kindled. This you shall have from my hand. You shall lie down in torment. There ends the reading. You may have recognized just a few verses in there. Um, uh, verses 5 and 6, right? Uh, you hear this in regards to uh, Holy Week, right? The Lord God has opened my ear and was not rebellious, did not turn away. I did not turn away. I gave my back to those who struck me, my cheeks to those who plucked out the beard. I did not hide my face from shame and spitting. Who is that of? Yeah, that's speaking of Christ, his, the servant of the Lord. All right. Our reading for catechesis is from Matthew chapter 20. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace and said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right I will give you. So they went. Again, he went out about the sixth and ninth hour and did likewise. And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. He said to them, You also go into the vineyard, and whatever is right, you will receive. So, when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, Call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the eleventh hour, they each received a denarius. And But when the first came, they supposed that they would receive more, and they likewise received each a denarius. And when, though, when they had received it, they complained against the landowner, saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you made them equal to us, who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me? for a denarius. Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as to you. 
Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things? Or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first and the first last. For many are called, but few chosen. All right, there ends the reading. So in the parable, who is the landowner? Who do you think that might be? Yeah, that's God the Father. And when did he go out to hire men? What does it say? On verse 1, early in the morning, right? This is a 12-hour workday, by the way. <laughs> a little bit longer. Uh, what happened early in the morning? In the life, say, of Jesus. Give you a hint. Yeah, it was early in the morning that the decision was made by the council to put Jesus to, to death. Uh, what was, or what is the vineyard? What is the vineyard where the Father places the workers to work? God the Father. Yeah, the vineyard is the church. Um, now, it can be understood in two different ways, perhaps. Um, here's Isaiah chapter 5. Now let me sing to my well-beloved a song of my beloved regarding his vineyard. My well-beloved has a vineyard on a very fruitful hill. He dug it up and cleared out its stones and planted it with the choicest vine. He built a tower in its midst and also made a wine press in it. So he expected it to bring forth good grapes, but it brought forth wild grapes. And now, O inhabitants of Jerusalem and men of Judea, judge, please, between me and my vineyard. What more could have been done to my vineyard that I have not done in it? Why then, when I expected it to bring forth good grapes, did it bring forth wild grapes? And now, please tell me, uh, now please let me tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will take away its hedge, and it shall be burned, and break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will lay it to waste. It shall not be pruned or dug, but there shall come up briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that no, they rain, no rain on it. For the vineyard of the Lord, here it is, the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the men of Judah are the, his pleasant plant. He looked for justice, but behold, oppression, for righteousness, but behold, a cry for help. And uh, that might be familiar to you, that reading, uh, if you know well the uh, what's called the reproaches for Good Friday. It's at the chief service on Good Friday. Um, maybe that isn't familiar. I think, have we done the chief service twice here since I've been here? Well, at least once. All right. I know them quite well because um, those are the words that the pastor sings, the words of the Lord rebuking um, Israel. Right. So the church is the vineyard, whether that be Israel, unfaithful Israel, or now the New Testament church, um, if you like the vineyard restored. What did he agree to pay the laborers? Those first laborers, especially here. Yeah, in verse 2, a denarius a day. Right. And that's, that's a day's wage, typical. Uh, when did he go out next to hire? The third hour? All right, now what's the significance of the third hour? That's the hour that Jesus was crucified, all right? So we had early in the morning is when the decision was made to put Jesus to death. Now the third hour is when Jesus was crucified. You see where we're going here, don't you? Uh, where did he find the laborers? In the marketplace. And what did he say he would pay them? Whatever was right. 
Uh-huh. Um, whatever is right, that word right there is related to the word righteous. Make sense? What is then the significance of this in understanding these wages? Whatever is right or whatever is righteous? Yeah, the wages that are paid, you've probably heard this in a sermon on this text, the wages that are paid to all the workers, as we'll find out, is the righteousness of Christ given to them freely as a gift. Right? Not because of their labor, but because of um, his gifting. What other times did he go to hire more laborers? Again, about the sixth hour and the ninth hour. Hmm. Hmm. One other time. You see where this is going. When, what other time does Matthew mention the sixth and the ninth hours together? Yeah. In Matthew 27 at the crucifixion, it was from the sixth hour. Uh, from about the sixth hour until the ninth hour, that darkness came upon all the earth. Yeah. What was the final time that the landowners went out? It says about the uh, or at the eleventh hour. See, like twelve-hour workday. So one hour to go. Um, what happened about the eleventh hour? What might this signify? Again, Matthew twenty-seven. Yeah. The eleventh hour is the hour of Jesus's burial, right? By Joseph of Arimathea with Nicodemus. See that in Matthew twenty-seven. What did the man do in the evening? He called the workers together, all together, to pay them their wages. And how much did the workers receive who were hired about the eleventh hour? Yeah, the landowner paid them that denarius. How much did did they receive uh, those who were called first in the day? Again, a denarius. Huh, but how did they react? Yeah, they complained. And what did they argue? What was their argument? You see this in verse 12. Yeah, they had borne the burden of all the work and the heat of the day, um, and they should have earned more. That's what they said. But of course, what did the landowner say to them? Verse 13, friend, I am doing you no wrong. Hmm. What is important, um, or why is it important that the term translated um, in verse 13, uh, how is it translated there? He turned it. Did not. Did not. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Oh, there it is in verse fifteen. Is it not lawful for me to give or to do what I wish with my own things? I think that's the word I'm looking for. Hold on a second. There's an interesting word in there, and I'm a little unsure which one. It's not. It's not in New King James, so I need to look at it in ESV. Oh, yeah, and now we got to look at it in NIV. Maybe you remember the old NIV translation. I thankfully don't. <laughs> uh, it's flawed in a number of ways. I know it might be the preference of some, but uh, uh, that project, oh, it's just not coming up here on my Bible software. All right, well, um, there's an NIV. It translates it as unfair. Um, or unrighteous. That's very interesting. 
here in verse 13. Oh my goodness, my Bible software is not cooperating with me. Okay, now we're back. Good. Um, he answered and said to them, friend, I'm doing you no wrong. It's, it's, am I not, am I unfair is how NIV translated that or unjust um, or unrighteous. Again, this wages that are given, sorry for the distraction there, the wages given um, is the righteousness of, of Christ given as a gift, right? Can he not give equally to all regardless of the work of within the, the vineyard, right? Um, that's, if you like, justification by grace is through faith, not not by our own doing, to quote uh, St. Paul. So you see in uh, verse 15, um, the second half of that verse is pretty neat. Or is your eye evil because I am good? Um, that one is interesting. ESV does not translate it that way. That's a literal translation, um, whereas um, from New King James, whereas ESV paraphrases it, because I think they believe for most people that's going to be uh, veiled. Yeah, ESV says, or do you begrudge my generosity? But uh, New King James literally translates it as, or is your eye evil because I am good? What is it with the eye? Why is that important? Well, we've, we've actually had some uh, language about eyes, and that's why I'd prefer not to paraphrase that like ESV does, but rather leave it um, and, you know, leave it in its integrity, you know, just translate it literally and then have to uh, do some catechesis on it. Um, Matthew 6, back at the Sermon on the Mount, I'm just getting there here. Jesus talks about the eye. Remember um, verse 22, the lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? But especially that phrase, the lamp of the body is the eye. We also heard a similar expression about the eyes. <laughs> Maybe you remember from Matthew 9 um, with the blind man. Right? Oh, yes, the healing of the blind man. When he had come into the house, the blind man came to him. Jesus said to him, do you believe that I am able to do this? They said to him, yes, Lord. Then he touched their eyes, saying, according to your faith, let it be to you. And their eyes were opened. Jesus warned them sternly, saying, see that no one knows it. But when they had departed, they spread the news about him in all that country. All right? So, um, again, this expression about... Uh, where is it? Or is your eye evil because I am good? The eye of faith is the lamp that fills the whole body with light. You see? So what what we see by faith uh, fills us with light, that is, with Christ. Hmm. Verse 16, uh, what is the final word Jesus speaks? Many are called, but few will be chosen, right? The last will be first and the first last. We heard the same thing back at the end of chapter 19. Um, who is it that became last for us? There you go. Jesus. That's right. So hopefully uh, by doing some catechesis there on, the, on those hours, right, and then the wages, um, you kind of see where this is going, right? So here's a meditation on the text. This is really another parable about justification. That is, the declaration of the forgiveness of sins for the sake of the work of Christ. 
The landowner, the father, purchases the workers by the blood of his own dear son. Jesus is the one denarius, the only purchase price that is to be made for all men. Our Lord suffered the indignity of arrest and trial, was condemned and hung upon the cross to bear the burden of all the work of our salvation. The Father has called us into the vineyard of the church by the work of his Son in the suffering, death, and resurrection. It is the righteousness of Christ alone which is distributed to each one equally. This is not the fairness standard of the world, for that is the standard of the law under which we would all perish. Rather, this is the gracious gift of the Father, whose Son came forth from the tomb early in the morning, that we might receive the free gift of eternal life. This is the Son who became the last, that he might make us first. Those whose eyes are upon Jesus confess that it is not by merit, but by the gracious gift of God that they live. For the light of the body is the eye of faith in Christ. All right. We confess, according to the Catechism, Lord's Prayer, first petition, hallowed be thy name. Say it with me. What does this mean? God's name is certainly holy in itself, but we pray in this petition that it may be kept holy among us also. How is God's name kept holy? God's name is kept holy when the word of God is taught in its truth and purity, and we, as the children of God, also lead holy lives according to it. Help us to do this, dear Father in heaven. But anyone who teaches or lives contrary to God's word profanes the name of God among us. Protect us from this, Heavenly Father. All right, let us pray. Heavenly Father, you hallow your name among us when your word is taught in its truth and purity, and we, as your dear children, also lead holy lives according to it. We give thanks to you for the gift of your word, for our pastors, parents, and others who teach it and for the holy lives of all your faithful Christians who live according to it. Forgive us for the many ways in which we profane your holy name among us by failing to teach your word in its truth and purity, to pray for our pastors and teachers, or to lead holy lives. Protect us from false doctrine and evil living. Help all who are called to teach and preach your word to do so with faithfulness, and grant us to receive your word rightly, that our lives may be made holy by it. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Friday, let us pray for the preaching of the Holy Cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, for its spread throughout the whole world, for the persecuted, and for the sick and dying. We pray for all our first responders, doctors, nurses, and all those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. We pray for an end to anxious thoughts and constant worry, that God would provide peace and joy in all circumstances. We pray for deliverance from pestilence, sedition, and rebellion. We pray for our military personnel. We pray for those who celebrate the gift of their um, birth. Today, Adeline and Roger. We pray for those who rejoice in their baptism. Today, Sherry. We pray for those uh, who are <laughs> rejoicing in the gift of healing. Autumn and my father, who's in recovery from surgery. We pray for our congregation, St. John Sherman Center, uh, on this, our 165th anniversary. We pray for those who are ill or recovering and in need of the Lord's healing touch, especially Marcella Bauer, Jan Borgward, David Gady, Carol Hawk, Brad Yench, Janet Yench, Carol Kelling, and Sandy Maxwell, Linda Modlock, Joan Nye, Ken Nemmer, Aaron Peterson, and Roger Schultz. We pray for a peaceful end for Steve Siebenoller. 
We pray for comfort for those grieving, especially family and friends of John Borkenhagen and Jim Geyser. We pray for those who are isolated at home, Willis and Janice, Mickey and Bev. We pray for all those who serve as missionaries, especially the Federowitz family, and for the work of LCMS World Relief and Human Care. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. We pray our collect for this week. Grant to us, Lord, the Spirit to think and do always such things as are right, that we who cannot do anything that is good without you may be enabled by you to live according to your will. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. I pray the prayer our Lord has taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. We sing our hymn for this week, In God, My Faithful God. Yeah. 
it speeds my life's endeavor to live with Christ forever. He gives me joy in sorrow, come death now or tomorrow. O Jesus Christ, my Lord, so meek indeed and work, you suffer death to save us because your love would have us. He of heavenly gladness when ends this life of sadness. So be it then I say with all my heart each day Dear Lord we all adore you we sing for joy before you. Guide us while here we wander until we praise you yonder. All right. Thank you very much for being with us here this morning for our congregation at prayer this August 7th, 2020, Friday. Uh, you might have seen on Facebook, if you're a Facebook user, um, a post about our school uh, with in-person classes. Uh, we could really use uh, your help, especially if you're a resident of Random or the surrounding area, to repost, to share that post to your family and friends. Um, there, well, we'd like to, uh, of course, have our school benefit our local community and our priority of giving uh, this kind of catechesis as being the backbone of our school, in addition to obviously um, teaching our children how to be model workers and citizens within this world, uh, I think would be a benefit um, to many. Uh, and it's perhaps true that Actually, your friends and neighbors don't know about the school since we're two miles north in, in the country, right? So uh, be sure to share that post. Um, again, if you're not a resident of the area, probably not as helpful. But if you are in Random Lake or Sherman Center or the surrounding area, be sure to re or to share that. And uh, that way we can obviously let this school be a benefit to our neighbors since it is our primary ministry here at St. John. So um, again, share that post if you're able. Lord be with you all, and we'll see you again tomorrow morning for our congregation at prayer.